At Cool Air Products, we developed AC Smart Seal Quick Shot with professionals in mind. It's the only product on the market that's three in one, with sealant, lubricant, and UV dye all in a single application. It's non toxic, non flammable, 100% safe to the touch, eco friendly, and compatible with all refrigerants. It's a safe solution option, backed by years of R&D, Intertech tested, and has sealed millions of leaks. AC Smart Seal, the professional's choice. So you're gonna hear Brian Kennan from April Air state that radon is a class A carcinogen. We're gonna have this discussion about radon and we're going to talk about what it is, where it comes from, how dangerous it is, ways to mitigate it, ways to test for it in your home, so on and so forth. And, and I think it's an important conversation. And radon falls under the indoor air quality umbrella, which has been a big topic, indoor air quality in itself over the last few years. So let's get into this conversation with Brian from April Air. And, and I think you're going to enjoy it. And it's just another something you can add to your your repertoire or your you you can add to your your i guess for lack of a better term what you sell to your customer to help them with indoor air quality concerns anyway let's get into this conversation this is the hvac not all podcast i'm your host gary mccree This podcast is sponsored by The Master Group, and man, did we ever have a blast installing a Move Air unit out in Kitchener, Ontario. It was, it was a project they put together and and had me install it, and we narrated the thing with a videographer and all that. It was, it was pretty cool stuff. And the Move Air unit is their own branded ductless heat pump. They also got centralized heat pumps as well, and it's M-O-O-V. A-I-R, Move Air, that's how you spell it. So if you if you want to look into it, there's training coming up, I know. And if you want to become a dealer, reach out to Master Group, obviously. But hopefully I have my hands on this edited video in a couple of weeks and, and we'll get it published. This podcast is sponsored by Cintas and they are giants in the blue collar industry when it comes to providing uniforms to the blue collar trades. So if you're looking for a solution, a uniform solution for your team, check out Cintas. They got some stretchy stuff um, well fitted. It's not too baggy. It feels good on and it moves with you. It's breathable. If you want to check them out, guys, we got a landing page. It's Cintas.com forward slash HVAC. Know it all. I'll leave the link in the podcast summary. Welcome to the HVAC Know It All podcast. Recorded from a basement somewhere in Toronto, Canada. Your host and HVAC tech, Gary McCready, will take you on a deep dive into the industry discussing all things HVAC. From storytelling to technical discussion. Enjoy the show. Very good. All right. Well, Brian Kennehan, Business Development Manager, uh, currently for Radon Specific, and my responsibility was researching it from start to finish, market strategy fit for how it fits into our contractor's business. So that's that's a quick Quick little overview, and I've been with Apeware for a little over uh, 12 years now. So um, I've been all over the country and various uh, Canada as well. So that was, we can speak to that as we get going for the different markets. We need to know what, it, like I've always heard about, like I remember going going to pre-apprenticeship school yep. over 20 years ago and the conversation around radon was there. But I mean, I, I never really heard of it much through my entire career. Uh, and then I'm seeing a lot of, uh, I guess 
over the last two to three years, we've really discussed indoor air quality a lot more heavily, and I'm seeing a lot more uh, discussion around every sort of avenue of, of indoor air quality. I'm seeing radon pop it up in that. Um, would you would radon be lumped into a VOC? No, little little more. Uh, it's class A carcinogen. It's worse than that. Class um, A carcinogen. Okay. Yeah, it it, it, fall, it falls into that category, which is unique, and that was you could see why there's there's some passion behind it for us, as that's the only product we didn't have a solution for. You know, from we have humidity, we have ventilation, we have filtration, right? We can you know dehumidify, humidify, filter the air. But what about that class A carcinogen? We didn't have that solution. So you can see where that was kind of a gut punch to, to the organizations. We started researching it. So, mm-hmm. and you'll see more as, yeah, as you mentioned, the last few years, indoor air quality continues to come to the forefront. And that trend had been there, but then the pandemic really just, you know, amplified the need as people were in their homes more. And this one, unfortunately, you know, goes back 30 years ago with the EPA it always kind of fell into the real estate side. So the only time it got tested was when you bought or sold a home, which is, you know, there's disclosure laws in various states, but it's a little bit backwards because we spend so much time indoors, right? And you think of, well, I lived here for 30 years. (laughs) Now I have to test it to sell it. It's kind of backwards, right? So our, our thought process as we, you know, we started to review it, understand it a little bit better, was, look, we, we want to take that from reactive to proactive. Now, it's important to do in the real estate transaction. That will not go away. There's more good things coming as, you know, as the states and regulations look at that from a, from a, a safety standpoint. But you know, think of all the customers' homes that you're in today. And most people have no idea that they... they could have unsafe levels of a class A carcinogen that's invisible, odorless, colorless, and tasteless, right? That's that weird dynamic. And it's in your home and it could be at unsafe levels. And the only way to know is to test. So that that's you know, so that you can see that shift from where we want to take it from reactive to a proactive industry. And that's what we just started it. You saw us kick it off at the beginning of the year. So in January, we, we you know January's Radon Action Awareness Month, so that's where it gets its most um, you know most attention typically. But it can be a problem. In, in we're in August right now, right? You can have high levels of radon in August. It, there, it, it, it doesn't pick a month that it likes better. Now historically, it's worse in the winter because it's colder, closed house conditions. And then you know I enjoy your podcast, so now you talk about stack effect and the way air moves in a home and. That all ties into radon. So you can see the synergies is what we do as an industry. It's just kind of been in the background. It's that silent, you know, it's that silent odorless killer that, you know, doesn't, doesn't garner enough attention, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So class A carcinogen, that's, um, that's a scary one. So the actual origin of radon comes from underneath the ground, right? And what is it coming from? Correct. So radon, it's, it's a radioactive gas, right? We talked about it's odorless, colorless, tasteless, and it's produced by the breakdown of uranium naturally in the soil. And it's always there. And there's always some level of radon in your home. It's just at what levels of concentration, right? And even the air you breathe outside, I think that's the weird dynamic with radon as you talk about it with consumers and, and as we've gotten into it and the questions that we get is that 
there's no such thing as eliminating radon, right? It's a, it's it's always present at some level. The outdoor air, and we'll talk about how they they measure it. Is you know the outside concentration that EPA estimates that it's 0.4 picocuries per per liter is how we measure it in the states. And then so your your conversion uh, and for the rest of the world that uses the metric system, 0.4 picocuries per liter is 14.8 barrels per cubic meter. So for the metric system, that's how everywhere else in the world will measure it. <laughs> so Interesting. Yeah, because I've never heard of those units of measure in, until the uh, radon came into play. And yep. uh, it's, it's, it's interesting because... <laughs> it was like pico curry like what, yeah. what is that like how, how do i is it is a pico curry like this big like on my fingers or is it this big with my hands like i how big is that right so <laughs> oh yeah that that's um myscopic right that's um it's it, it the madame curie is is where the that pico curie comes from is she she you know she found rad, uh, radium and polonium she discovered those right so that's where that system comes from, at mm-hmm. least on why they they named it Pico Curies per liter in the states. Um, the backerls per meter uh, or per cubic meter. That's just a metric system, right? So that's just you know you know us in the states. We like to be difficult or different than the rest of the world when it comes to Fahrenheit. Yeah. And, you know, so we kept it consistent for you with radon. So that it's a thirty-seven to one ratio. So if you have you know. Four pico curies. That's the action level in the states, and you're, it's just thirty-seven. So that's five point um, five point four, um, or more than that. I can't do math right now, Gary. You have to you have to edit that out. So. I, so what was that, Brian? Sorry, I, I missed uh, what you said there. Oh, it's um, it's um, four point zero pico curies per liter is the action level um, in the in the in the United States. Oh, and, so you want me to you want me to ask that question again and edit that part out? Yeah, no. If you yeah, that I'm just I'm just teasing. So the um, and you can if you want, but so it's it's four point zero pico curies per liter is the actual okay, hold, level in hold, the state. Hold, okay, hold on sorry. one second. So I, I will cut this this out. So originally you said one point four. Is that what you said? So yeah. So outdoor air is point four pico liter. The outdoor air concentration is 0.4 picocuries per liter, which equates to 14.8 backerols per cubic meter. Okay. In- so what I'm going to do is, uh, I I said to you uh, I've never heard of those units of measure before. Yep. Actually, I don't know when when you started to. Get, I, I I want you to get it right. So on the podcast, you don't we don't need to worry about people coming back at us. So. <laughs> Um, I'm just trying to think of, of where I, it was right yeah. after it came from uranium, uranium rock. Okay. So yep. after you, at that point, I'll cut it and then I'll, I'll stop it and start it here again. Okay. So okay. I'll continue on with a question. Yep. So it was just the other day, actually, I was changing a nine K mitts for a Toso unit. I've done training on Toso and the training's fabulous put on by Jerry Wagner and they are a very, very easy unit to install. Anyway, what happened is the line sets were buried. I couldn't change them because they were inside drywall. The homeowner wasn't going to let me cut their walls open to fish the line set out. So 
because it was a 9K, the line set was very, very small, and unfortunately, the tool that I'm about to tell you about does not make the, the correct size. So we had like a quarter inch um, line, right? So the Supco line set cleaning kit, or refrigerant line set cleaner, basically doesn't come with the pigs that you send pressurized through the pipe that small. But if you're changing out equipment and you have to keep the line set, you can send these pigs, these foam pigs down the line, pressurize, pressurize with nitrogen. They scrape the inside walls of the pipe and get rid of the debris. I've, I've tested it. I've got a YouTube video. I've sent it through kinks and stuff and it gets by no problem. So check it out if you need to clean out a line set, if you can't change it. JB warranties. We had Tommy Q on the podcast a couple of weeks ago talking about how warranties work within the industry and how an extended warranty can work to provide customers with better peace of mind over the long haul of the equipment. So if you're in the market for something like that, extended warranty programs outside the OEM warranty, uh, check out JB Warranties because they got all kinds of programs. Company Cam is another tool. Like The company I used to work for, we used to have job files for each individual account. We'd go in and all the paperwork would be in there and any documentation images, all that would be in these files. Company Cam is basically like this, but it allows you to store it all in the cloud. So let's say you're doing a job and it's a big job and you got all kinds of images and pictures and emailing back and forth, people going through their phones. You don't have to do that anymore. Anybody that's on that job or part of that job can take images, videos, voice memos, whatever, and attach it to that job in the cloud on that file for company cam. And anybody involved in that job can go back and see it whenever. And the history is always there. So it's a pretty cool way to organize your documentation for jobs. The other thing, one last thing, the Danfoss installer app, it's geared toward the heating side of the system, hydronic heating side of the system. So if you're into hydronics, you have a Danfoss parts you're swapping out. They got like a parts finder tool in the app, which works out pretty cool if you're trying to mix and match parts and stuff like that. So check out the Danfoss installer app. So it comes from the ground. It comes from uranium. Now, how do we measure? Uh, how do we measure this? The amount that's in the air. Okay. Great question, Gary. So, in, in the United States, it's measured in picocuries per liter, and then in the rest of the world, it's measured in baccaries per cubic liter. Okay. So, so picocurie per liter in the states, baccaries per cubic meter in the rest of the world. Okay. Now, what we're going to get on to detection. So Mm -hmm. if we're going to detect radon in a home, what is, what is a, an an unsafe limit? Like what is our, where where are we getting to the point? And we can talk in Pico Curies per liter. It it doesn't matter uh, because we can always do conversions later. So Mm -hmm. at what point do we say, okay, there's something going on here. We need to, we need to do something about it. Okay, so the EPA set the action level at four picocuries per liter. That's where they say that. Yep. Per liter, okay. Yep, that's the unsafe level. And so in Canada, Health Canada recommends 200 baccarols per cubic meter, which is a little bit higher. It's, it's um, roughly 5.4 if you, do, if you do the conversion. So for... That's where I always I always mix up. I don't I don't do enough in the back rolls uh, per cubic meter. So in Canada, it's 200 is the action level, which is 5.4 picocuries per liter. So it's a little bit higher. 
And what you're seeing though now is, is this is gaining more traction and there's a lot of, there's a lot of science, you know, a lot of data behind this. They've been measuring it for years. They're very, very cautious on what they present because again, no one wants to use it as a scare tactic, right? Mm -hmm. And it's always present as we talked about, right? So you're, there's always a level of radon concentration in the home. You cannot eliminate it. It's outside, it's inside, it's just at what level, right? Because it's yeah. always radiating off of the ground. So what you're seeing is there's more, more, more health studies. The World Health Organization recommends 2.7 picocuries per liter which is 100 back rolls per cubic meter um, for, for, for Health Canada. And you're starting to see some of your Ontario provinces shift to that 100 back rolls per cubic meter or that 2.7 World Health Organization action level. Because to always, it's always easier to tie it back to what do people know and what, you know, what's not good for you. Um, let me pull up a chart in the background to reference it because you can tell I don't like to um, speak out of turn because this is, this is a serious one. And that's, that's what kind of gets lost in the shuffle sometimes. Is four picocuries per liter is equivalent to 10 cigarettes a day. Four. And that's the action level that you said, right? And that's the action level. Yep. So your action from the, from level. the EPA from the EPA is equivalent to smoking 10 cigarettes, right? And we know cigarettes aren't good for you, right? We've established that. So that's well, they don't just give you They don't just give you shortness of breath? <laughs> no. <laughs> like no, like right? they thought back in the 50s? <laughs> right? Well, no, so, so there's a lot behind that. So that's an equivalent translation. So you can see as you start to exponentially go up, eight picocuries per liter, that's, that's 20 cigarettes. That's a pack of cigarettes, right? That We know that's not good for you. So as that level increases, we know that, that the health effects are not good, right? So 2.7, right? There's still going to be radon there, right? And now you, you as you get into the lower levels, this is where more of the debate starts to come around, is that, hey, what's, this, what's a safe level? Look, it's ionizing radiation at the end of the day. We don't know enough about that. That now you get into genetics. Look, if you get it below, you know, the EPA tells you between 2.0 picocuries and 3.9, you should consider putting an active soil depressurization system in and remediating the level, right? That's their recommendation. At four, in a real estate transaction, they say, you know, you kind of have to, right? That's that recommendation. Mm -hmm. Health Canada, Health Canada is very similar. It's two, or it's two hundred back rolls per cubic meter, and they say, hey, you need to fix it with. It. If it's higher than that, you need to fix it within a certain amount of time, right? It's not something that you have to pull the fire alarm and do tomorrow, right? But we know the long term effects are not good for you, so it's not something. There's no scare tactic, but it's hey, it's a, a higher concentration. We need to address this, right? That's gotcha. this, this. We can reduce those levels, and mm -hmm. you know below that that two or, you know, that below that 100 back rolls per cubic meter or the 2.7 World Health Organization, you can get it below that, right? And we can talk about that in a little bit, but it's just a matter of building that awareness on. Again, there is no, there is no magic, you know, silver bullet though to eliminate radon. That does not exist at this point in, in you know, from a technology okay. standpoint. So it's always there.
And that's a weird dynamic. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure it is. So how do we, going from that point, it's always there. How do we go in into a home that we want to check for radon? Like, how do we go in and detect it? What are we using? So the, the easiest way to do it and get a short-term reading is, and it's very inexpensive, there are what, the, what they, they classify as a short-term test kit and a long-term test kit, and then we'll talk about continuous monitors. That might be something you're familiar with if you've bought or sold a home in the States. So there's a couple different methods. It's, to, you know, it's, it absorbs, you know, we, we have an activated charcoal one, so it absorbs the radon in the charcoal, and then a lab analyzes that and will tell you the levels. So um, it's a short term. It's between uh, the protocols are 40, a minimum of 48 hours. Short term is up to seven days. Um, and then you mail it back to the lab. They analyze that charcoal for how much radon has been absorbed in there. And then they can mm-hmm. give you a concentrated reading. So, and then in, in Canada, they would report that in back rolls per cubic meter. In the States, you're going to get a report back that says Pico Curies per liter. So, and then now Health Canada, and the reason I preface it with long-term test kits, is Health Canada recommends you're in a colder climate, closed-door conditions over the winter months longer. So they recommend long-term testing. Mm-hmm. So long-term testing is defined as a 91-day test or longer, up to a year. So okay. that gives you a longer average concentration, which is always good to do if, if, if you want to learn, learn about that. But I can tell you, as you learn more about it, I, I fall into the camp on, I personally will never live in a home without a radon mitigation system again. There's just not a reason to, right, from a health, from a healthy air perspective. But, mm-hmm. and that's with if, you know, resources are unlimited and people don't mind, look, it's the right thing to do, but you should always test your home. And, you know, from a testing standpoint, the EPA recommends that if you do not have an active system, they recommend that you test your home annually because... The weird dynamic is those levels are ever changing. That is, that's been the most eye-opening thing for I know our field sales team and our organization as we've gotten into it, as, as we've done more with the continuous testing and, and some other future products and our, our, our partner with the lab. As you start looking at it, those levels, they fluctuate and they bounce. So a lot of times, and that's why Health Canada says a long-term, that's where they've put their stake in the stand. Because you can get, you know, with the world of COVID, we can explain it as you get a false negative, right? Hey, I'm okay. Not necessarily. You just might have hit that that short-term window that you get a false sense of security, and that's not indicative of your environment. Now, that that's not always the case, but that you can see where it, it's an ever it's a moving target. So it, that's a different environment. And, and again, you can see the complexity behind it, which is you can say there's a lot to talk about, and you can see why we're 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 excited yeah. to learn more and, and really build awareness. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So we've talked about a couple things. We know what it is. Um, we know how it's measured and we know some, some parameters to go by. Uh, and we know how to test it. So once we know we have it, or if we want to continuously just uh, rid of it, even though like, like let's, let's just say somebody's very paranoid about it. They just want to install something that mitigates radon regardless. Um, yeah or we know we've got it, we got to get rid of it. What are we putting in? Like, how are we mitigating? How are we solving the issue? Not a complex system overall. That's the nice thing about it is 
the system they called an active soil depressurization system. And essentially all you're doing, so whether it's a crawl space, they call that submembrane because you would have to encapsulate a crawl space. But you're essentially depressurizing underneath the slab and you're giving that, that radon an entry point, an area to go to easily, right? So you're, you're creating a suction pit underneath the slab and you're putting that slab under, you know, you're, you're just creating negative pressure under the slab to pull it up and out before it ever enters the home at high levels of concentration. Which is nice as you're starting to see that built into the new construction protocols and code. So that's where you get into a lot of times you'll see is, oh, hey, it's, it's radon ready or a passive radon system where they have the stack there. But until you activate it, you're not getting the benefits. But they're at least starting to stub that in. You're seeing that in Ontario as we talked before the show. You, you see that in a lot of the states now that they're putting that pipe underneath the slab with a suction pit ready to go so that if it does test high, it's a lot easier for you to add a radon system to mitigate that after the fact, which is fantastic. Okay. It's a little more complex if you're, you know, you would, you would drill a three or four inch hole in the, in the slab, di you know, dig out a suction pit, which is two and a half to five gallons, depending on the, on the substrate, on the material, you know, on the, um, on the material underneath the uh, slab to create an area of collection, right? It's a collection pit. You're giving it's it's heavier than it's heavier than air, so you, you need a you need a source, and it just kind of collects. It, it's not overly complex. It's basic airflow movement, but which our industry is really good at. But it's it's yeah. there, there's some subtleties as you get into slabs in different areas of the world. Is they'll talk about you know as you get further south, you get into clay. You know clay, you use different fans. For the stat, you know, for the static of the system to, to move air, basically, depending on uh -huh. the permeability of the soil. That that was something I never knew before I got into this. <laughs> so that's so that's um so basically we're just running a pipe from the slab up through the home and then exiting out like the does it have to exit out the roof, the sidewall. Like how high does it have to go to make sure it's out of the out of uh, the reach of somebody walking outside and breathing it in. Yeah, that's where some of the standards come in. Um, in new construction, that pipe is just run up through the chase of, of the home, right? And it's going to terminate it at the roof. You'd never even know it's there unless you're looking for it. Because that's really what we're starting to educate our industry on is, hey, you're in a home. Hey, does it have a radon passive pipe, right? Do they know it has a radon passive pipe? So mm -hmm. there's a lot of opportunity there for just awareness to, to help consumers and then if, if it doesn't, the system in the States, we always put the fan on the outside. Canada has some different protocols because of your temperatures. They, they all actually put the fan inside the envelope in, in Canada uh, to help mitigate it. Uh, the fans are sealed, but just from a protocol standpoint, I always explain it as if a fan ever leaked, do you want that pumping radon rich air into your home? I would say no. That's why in the States you'll see them on the outside of the home if it's a retro um, or residential aftermarket type product, and they don't have that pipe already in there. So okay, I see. And how much air is these fans actually moving? That that's the ironic part. Depending on that soil substrate, you're only moving between forty and one hundred and fifty cfm underneath that slab most of the time on average. So you do not need a lot of air to solve a radon. You know to help reduce radon in in, a, mm -hmm. in, in large concentrations. That was the, okay. that's, that's a question. That's a really good question. Cause I get that a lot, which like, well, how much air do I have to move underneath that concrete slab? 
you're not moving as much as you think you don't need to it's just you're giving it a place to go right before okay. we enter the home okay and I, I don't know if you know the answer to this but i, I would kind of like to know if you know maybe let's say somebody's interested in radon mitigation and they don't have any rough-ins or nothing do you know what it would cost a homeowner from scratch to hire a contractor to come in and do this like do you have a rough idea of what it could cost them yeah rough rough estimate after the fact i tell you you know if you're job costing in your head i tell the industry it's about it's about a two and a half to four hour um two-man job so the average consumer i'm going to tell you it's between two thousand and four thousand usd uh health canada says 20 2500 to five grand i think on their website for what it's worth okay fully installed it's not a it's an inline you know it's a it's a radon fan with with pvc pipe right so there's not a ton of material needed it's just more on knowing where to drill that everything we do right in the industry right knowing where to put it and how to do it quickly so that's you're paying for the expertise. It's not a complex um, install. It's more labor uh, than anything than a material standpoint. I like it. Pay me for what you know. Pay me yeah. for what I know, not 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 how long I work. You know, I, I like yeah. that. That that no, brings it, a lot of that brings yeah. a lot of value because you, you heard you've, everyone's heard of the story. Of the there's many renditions of the the guy that goes into the boat that won't start and taps the hammer in the right spot. And he yep. sends a bill for ten thousand bucks. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, well, no, and that, that's I, I always, you know, I, I grew up in the trade, and you know, I, I, I sat on your side of the table. It's important to understand that, you know, it's it's hey, you can knock some jobs out pretty quick because I know where to drill in that slab and what that best collection pit's going to be is you get comfortable with it, and, and that's really what you're, you know, I as a there aren't too many homeowners that are going to drill a three or four inch hole in a concrete slab, by the way, but. Hey, if they're the DIY kind of person, hey, best of luck. I'm here to help you after the fact, right? That's the mm-hmm. take care of the, take care of the customers, but you're, you're paying for the expertise, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Now, th- this is a I, I get I totally get why you would drill into the slab. I, I get mm-hmm. it because it, the radon's under the ground, and you want to collect it from under the ground and and get rid of it. And pressurizing or depressurizing the ground is going to bring it all towards that, that collection pit. That's what you want. Cause you want it to yep. suck up and that pipe and, and go, but how effective would an HRV be at mitigating mm-hmm. radon? Is, is there any effect at all there? Yes, it, it has v- ventilation, as you know, is in, I don't know if you've talked to any of our, our ventilation side in some podcasts in the past, but so, you know, dilution is always beneficial when you're, you're exchanging the air, it, it will help. But now you get into maintenance, and that is not what that HRV or ERV is designed to do. It, it's supplemental. Mm-hmm. It will help. Um, it has benefits for radon because you're exchanging the air. But depending on the concentrations, and then now you're in the maintenance on, you know, it, it, it's continuous, right? That's one point I didn't touch on. The active soil depressurization fan runs 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It never shuts off. There's no switch to shut it off. It's designed to just run constant. So if you run, a lot of times it gets cold enough, you shut an HRV off, right? You shut an ERV off. What happens? You're going to build up unsafe levels of concentration if it's helping keep that down. Now, if you have an HRV or ERV from a testing standpoint, and that's designed, your building is designed for that, when you test, you leave it on, right? There's, there's, there's protocols and recommendations for that because you want to test how you live in the home, right? 
that's important because again, you're not shutting stuff off because if you have an HRV, you, you could. Now, if it's real low levels, an HRV, ERV can bring them down even further. Absolutely. But okay. if, you, if you read the, in the um, installation manuals, a lot of the ERV, HRV manufacturers will call out. I know Renew Air does that says this does not replace an active soil depressurization system. If you have radon issues, you you want you want to mitigate it first, and then if you have some weird you know emitting of you know you you can have granite can emit radon right it comes out of the comes out of the ground so you can have radon built up in granite countertops. Now it's very very low levels. That's unlikely to cause levels to rise in your home, but there's sort there plenty of other building materials have sources of radon. So it just kind of adds to that effect if you have already existingly high levels. I see. So okay. So it's a really good question because that 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 gets lost, especially with Canada and how you guys you know, you, it's pretty much code these days that you put an HRV or ERV in for yep, ventilation definitely, purposes. Definitely. Yep. It will definitely help, but you can still have high levels of radon. So it's not indicative. I mean, it's definitely ventilation is always beneficial. It, obviously, mm -hmm. we're a huge proponent of that. Mm -hmm. Those homes have to breathe, and that helps with VOCs and a lot of the other indoor air pollutants that we talk about a lot prior to radon. So, but right. there are there are beneficial uh, effects. It's just okay. I can't, I I will not and cannot put a claim on it because every home is going to be different there. Yeah. All right. So I have one more topic to hit on with you around this discussion, and I'm going to equate it to something else. There's a lot of homes around high water tables if you're near a lake or whatever you're going to have a sump pump in, in your basement if you have a basement um, i know a lot of homes in this area in, in toronto and stuff and um, out near lakes and, and bays like uh, my parents live near georgian bay they got a sump pump in their basement uh, and i said to them you should probably get some sort of an alarm system so if the pump fails and the water starts to rise you know that the water's rising and to deal with that pump before it becomes an issue so I'm going to equate that to an alarm system because I think you guys have one, right? Where yes. it will alarm you if that depressurization of the pipe were to stop, like if the motor were to fail or like something got in there or, or something and, and just there is no more depressurization, right? We, we need to figure out why and, 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 and alert someone that it's not moving air anymore, right? Correct. Yeah, it's um, it's an audible alarm. It's based on the, the pressure of the system. So if it drops below ninety percent suction, it's going to alert you. And and equating it to a sump pump alarm is perfect. That's how I explain it. It's an audible alarm. It's not measuring radon. That's a question we get a lot. It, it's solely measuring the airflow in the in the pipe on the system, yep. so that if that fan fails or you know something happens, it'll alert you. And, and that is, that's a new standard um, that was adopted um, in the states, uh, in the, every state's in a various place on, on when they adopt it, but that was a new ANSI standard for, um, for the industry that they added that because that's the number one thing you hear. As you look for fans, you know, that's really the, the alignment for our industry. Mm -hmm. our, our, our plumbers, our electricians, and our heating techs are in a lot of homes and this is a system that they walk by today. If that YouTube manometer, if there's no, if the, you know, if it's flat, right, there's no suction on that system. So please alert the homeowner. Now, certain states you have to be licensed and credentialized, so we can help you there. 
But so in certain states, you can't touch it unless you're certified and licensed with the state. That's one of those, that's a subtlety to the radon world, which is why we've done a lot on the training side as we've gotten started. We want you to get certified. We want you to learn how to do it. More importantly, we want you to be able to help your clientele that if you get in there and go, hey, your radon system's not working. Would you like us to take a look at that? Oh, yeah, wait, I have one of those? You might, because again, as we went into, that fan is on the outside of the home. It could be in, mine's in my garage attic. Uh, very prevalent in the, in the Midwest is where they put them in the garage attic. Um, some of them are going to be in an attic, right? As long as it's outside a conditioned, um, you know, it's outside the envelope. So there's some new standards where if it's a spray foamed attic, you encapsulate that fan and it can still be in the attic, right? So you want to keep it outside the envelope for, you know, for safety concerns in the States, but a mm-hmm. uh, l- little different protocols in Canada. But that that's the audible alarm is huge. And that's an easy... It's battery operated. It's a five eighths, you know, drill into the into the PVC pipe to add an audible alarm. It's just a peace of mind for the for, for your clientele. It's a very easy adder, and it's the right thing to do. So, gotcha. which is nice, and you'll see more more states that will continue to adopt that protocol because it just okay. it, it makes sense. Cool. Now, I uh, th- this is a good one. This is a good conversation for not only. The, the, the techs and stuff that are listening to this to, to um, educate themselves on, on on all of this and what to do with it. But also a homeowner, like I, I'm hoping like a homeowner stumbles across this podcast and listens because guess what? Homeowner is listening to this. Um, and if they are into indoor air quality, that is going to, and in, in a very good, legit way, create some work for a professional to, to, to go into a home and rectify this issue. So I think it's a win-win for both sides, for the, the trades um, and the homeowners to listen to a podcast such as this where they're learning about um, the air that they're breathing in that, that affects them. So where can, like, I know you guys have information on this. Uh, where can the listeners go here to get some more information on Radon and even uh, partners with the industry that you're working with so they can reach out and maybe... Um, have them come in and, and take care of it. Yeah, the um, our, our, our distribution has access to all the products and, and test kits included. So, you know, any of your local distributors that you work with that have Vaporware today have access to the product. It's, it's a new product for okay. us, so they, they might have some questions and just loop us in accordingly and we'll help. Um, from a resource side, just reading about it, the uh, our AprilwarePartners.com, that's our trade focused, uh, you know, collateral website, spec sheets, install manuals, all the stuff that, that are, you know, that most of your listeners care about. ton of information there. Um, you know, any of your local um, sales, you know, sales force, and we're happy to help you. I, you know, this kind of stuff, I, I'm all things radon right now. So you can tell I, I know more about radon than I care to know some days, and I really, I really enjoy it though because it, it gave me something new to have to learn about. Um, yeah. and, but I'm, I'm happy that you know with the virtual world. That's the only nice thing that came out of the pandemic was that you know we got everybody used to you know doing a FaceTime or a WebEx. We can really reach this out pretty quickly, and it's always easy. You know, I can jump on a WebEx and go, "Hey, what's your state protocols?" I have all that information in the background per state because there's some subtleties it's confusing um we have free certification training for anyone in the trade that want to go through the the measurement course and the mitigation course 
it's 40 hours of fun. You're going to learn a lot about the science behind it. I gave you a, a <laughs> 40 I, hours of fun. I, I, I preface it that way. No, it, you will learn a lot, but it's, yeah, you, you get inundated with a lot. And then what we have found as we got going, you know, that the first course is a measurement course and you learn all the science behind this class A carcinogen, right? How to measure it, all the different measuring devices that are out there. So, and that's, you know, that's a prerequisite to do mitigation work and get that license. There's a lot of confusion with state standards and it's a conflict of interest to, you know, we didn't talk about continuous monitors. Continuous monitors, that basically means I'm a walking laboratory. I set my device in your home and I'm going to analyze that report and provide that reading to you. And there's a lot of calibration go there. If you go through the, the 16 hours of the measurement course, you're going to learn all the protocols, quality control, quality assurance that the labs have to do to provide you accurate results. The reason we partnered with the laboratory was for peace of mind for the, for the contractor and for the consumer because I don't want to mislead anybody. That has never been Aperware's mantra. We, we, we want to you know, build awareness. We, we want you to know, you know healthy air. Everybody deserves it. We're firm believers of that. The lab gives you that peace of mind. You can't fake the lab with a, with a high rate on test kit. There's so many protocols for them to do. And, and we, we partnered with a Spruce Environmental. They're, they got a lab in North Carolina. That, that's a great group I, I get to work with personally. Mm-hmm. You're not, you're not, there's so many standards and protocols and quality assurance that they have to fall, follow. You can't fake a, a, an activated charcoal test kit. So I know that the homeowner, if they get a result back from the lab, and it's third party, right? You're not providing anything. I'm not providing anything. That comes from a laboratory that analyzes it. They're putting their stamp on approval, and they get audited a lot. The states are very stringent you know, in the protocols and assessments. It's, it's, it's that nice peace of mind, right? And I, I, I try to talk more, but I don't do a, a, a well enough job about talking about how critical that is because that's what scares people once they go through that first measurement course because their their heads are spinning after 16 hours and they're going, wait, I got to do all this reporting and I have to present it a certain way. It's like, yep, yeah, no, no, time out. That's why we want you to do it through the lab. I'm not telling you you can't add a measurement device if you choose to go down the home inspection vertical in your business that that's a fit mm-hmm. sometimes but from a technician that's in four call you know four homes a day sometimes more in the summertime hey did you know radons could be a problem I had no idea hey would you like to test it right hey i'm going to help you i'm going to help you show you how you fill out this this test kit and then the homeowner is going to mail it back to the lab you're not going back for anything you're not you're not handling anything you're not analyzing anything that's all done by the lab and what's nice is if it doesn't get back to the lab in time, you're going to get a result, and it's going to say no result found because they can't lie. Now, they could probably tell you what that rough protocol was, but radon has a 3.8-day decay half-life, right, as it decays. Now you get in the margin of error once you get past 12 days, and the protocols are very specific. So there's no guesswork there. They're going to give you the results whether you wanted them or not, if they can't analyze it, that's the result you get, which is a good thing, right? Because most importantly, where we started, right? It's a class A carcinogen. It's odorless. It's invisible. It's colorless. It's tasteless. Mm-hmm. 
I don't I don't want to mislead anybody, and we want to make sure that you, you you learn that you either have safe levels or you have unsafe levels. And as you, as we talked, it's a pretty easy install from a professional to solve that problem. So call your professional or your you know depending on your state, it might be a licensed professional with the state. There's not there's not enough of them around. That's another reason we've we've gotten into this vertical to help that industry expand their reach and then really but we want to shift it from reactive to proactive because there's plenty of work in the real estate side we want to make sure that we're we're informing people and and delivering on healthy air in every home that's you awesome. know, that's a that's that core mantra as, as we as we continue to move forward as an organization perfect all right, Brian. I mean, excellent conversation here. I'm I'm learning tons as we go, and and it's just another feather in our caps to take forward to our customers and and say, hey, like this is this is what we're doing here. Radon mitigation testing. Uh, are you guys interested? It's just something else we can provide and provide solutions for. So, thank you for your time tonight, man. Appreciate it. No, likewise. You can tell there's there's a lot to this. You know, as you start to peel back this onion, it, there's a lot to to this. So. As you, as you know, open up to the your, your your following base. If they have any questions, we're happy to help. If we misquoted anything, please let me know. Everybody makes mistakes on. The, the, I love the pico curies versus back rolls. I, the, the you know it's a 30, 37 to you know one ratio conversion for uh, for that in in Canada. But um, we're we're happy to help, and we just you know hey talk to your customers, and it all starts with your with yourself. Test your own home. That's where I always end up, whether you want to do it or not or add it to your business. Don't worry about it. Please just test your own home because the only way to know is the test. So awesome. Perfect. On that, Gary, I, I appreciate it. And I really enjoyed getting to talk to you this evening. Perfect, man. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we've put another piece of the IAQ puzzle under the umbrella now with radon. And we've educated ourselves about radon, what it is and where it comes from and, and how we can mitigate it. And, and how simple it is to install an, a radon mitigation system, basically a hole in, in the floor, the basement, so on with, with a pit and a pipe going up with a fan. That's, that's pretty much it. So anyway, guys, just another feather in your cap when it comes to knowledge and it comes to providing indoor air quality solutions to your customers, or if you are a customer, to reach out to a professional to have radon mitigation or radon uh, testing done within your home. So anyway, guys, that's it. Thank you, Brian, once again. I'm out. Happy HVACing. Thank you to the Master Group. Hope you enjoyed the show. Follow HVAC Know-It-All on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, and anywhere else Gary feels like popping up. This has been a Two Smokes and a Coffee production.